This programme was first broadcast on Canterbury's community access radio station Plains FM 96.9 and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Plainly Down a Rabbit Hole, the podcast which hopes to stimulate your interest in whatever subject we happen to be discussing every fortnight and then send you hurtling down the rabbit hole which is the internet or indeed books at our local libraries in search of further information. Also, with each podcast, I play two or three music tracks. And these are listed, along with links to websites and books, on our Facebook page, which is called Plainly Down a Rabbit Hole. This podcast I'm recording alone. Lou's busy elsewhere, sadly. So that means I've got to laugh at my own jokes. Hmm. Well, we'll just have to muddle along between us. The subject of this particular podcast is about two of my favourite subjects, music and human psychology. While there are a few people in the world who claim not to like music at all and actively avoid it, they're certainly in the minority. Of course, some people are fanatical about music, perhaps like myself, and others can take it or leave it, and all points in between. And this has been true for human beings throughout history. It's impossible to know exactly when music first started, but it's likely that it began with the human voice. An example of this can be found with the Baka people who live in the African country of Cameroon. The country is densely forested and the people communicate with one another over distance by song. Here is a short example. Of course, archaeological remnants of song is not possible. When it comes to other instruments, though, even then it can be difficult. Probably the first instruments were percussive, but deciding that those two stones or pieces of wood were used in music is probably too difficult. And it may even go beyond that. Going back to the Baka people of Cameroon, they use water 
as a percussive instrument. Here's another short clip. oldest known instrument in the world dates back to about 42 to 43,000 years ago. It was found in Germany. Fashioned from the bone of a vulture, it's a simple flute, which interestingly has a pentamic scale, which is the scale that is used to this day. A replica has been made, and this is what it sounds like. Another question that we can ask about human beings' appreciation of music and indeed its production is whether or not this is only a human activity. Does this exist widely in the animal kingdom? Well, there hasn't been a great deal of research about this, though certainly birds come immediately to mind. Though Birds, apparently, while very good at pitch, are not so good at rhythm, with a few exceptions. And I've included a link on the Facebook page to a video of birds, apparently, getting the rhythm right when listening to pop songs. It's quite amusing. But there's also a YouTube link to a TED talk about whether or not they're really as clever as they look on the video. It seems that they get the rhythm fairly right, but only when the beat per minute is between a certain range. But I'll leave you to have a look at the videos if that's something that interests you. Let's have a piece of music. A whole track this time. One area of music that I particularly like is where two different genres come together to form, well, something new and unusual. Some decades ago now, Nelson Mandela was making an official trip to Scotland and the Scottish composer Blair Douglas was asked to compose a piece of music to welcome Mandela to the city of Glasgow. It was with great ingenuity that Douglas managed to combine a full Scottish military band complete with bagpipes and southern African drums and instruments plus singers into a cohesive piece of music. And here it is.
I'm sure it won't come as any big surprise that there are two periods in our lives where we're particularly open to music. One is when we're very young, possibly even babies and certainly toddlers. And the other is when we're in our late teenage years or early 20s. The latter probably has a lot to do with breaking away from our parents and becoming independent, but at the same time finding friends, our tribe if you like, where we share the same taste in music. And generally speaking, those two periods influence the kind of music that we prefer for the rest of our lives. I must have been listening to all sorts of music because my taste is fairly wide and I regularly seek out new pieces of music. When I find something I really like, though, I play it to death, to the point where I get bored with it. So it's not surprising to learn that this is quite common, but also it has to do with the workings of our brains. It seems that our brains like to find patterns. They want to know about the future, what can be predicted. So with a piece of music, while it follows, usually, certain rules of construction, to be interesting, it has to break those rules somewhat, a little bit, every now and again. But once you've heard it quite a few times, you're able to recognise what's going to come next. And then the piece of music can become dull. And our brains don't want to be bored, so the song has done its dash and I have to go in search of something new again. And I know I'm not alone in this kind of listening. Let's have another piece of music. This is Anwar Brahem, who plays the oud, which is a stringed instrument from the Middle East. But he weaves jazz themes into his music. On this recording, there's an electric bass, drum and a bass clarinet. The song is called The Astonishing Eyes of Rita. Thank you. 
of music that we like throughout our lives tells us something about our background and indeed about the kind of person that we have become. So I'm going to give you a list of four types of music because they correspond mostly to the sort of person that we are. The first one is reflective and complex music and this includes things like jazz and classical, folk and, and blues. The second is intense and rebellious. This is like rock music, alternative and heavy metal. Thirdly, there's upbeat and conventional music which is like pop, country and western, soundtracks and religious music. And then finally, there's the energetic and rhythmic music, which includes rap, soul and electronica. But these correspond, as I say, to the people that we are. For example, if you like the reflective complex, jazz, classical, etc., then those people tend to on a personality test to score high in openness and are generally not very good at sport, good with words and often politically left-wing. Whereas if you're into intense rebellious music, alternative rock, heavy metal and so on, you also tend to score high on openness in personality tests and you're also skilled with words, but you're usually pretty good at sport. Lovers of upbeat, conventional music, which was pop and religious soundtracks and so on, are also good at sport, but are often politically right of centre. And finally, those people who like the energetic, rhythmic type of music, such as rap and soul and so on, usually are extroverts, score high on personality tests for agreeableness and are often politically left of centre. I know which group I fit into. I wonder if this resonated with you too. Well, we're going to take our final piece of music now. So let's go back to the backer people. Back in the early 90s, Sue Hart and her partner Martin Craddock, two English musicians, folk orientated, watched a programme about the backer people of Cameroon and, just really on the strength of that, took themselves off to Africa to go and meet these people. They've been associated together now for several decades and have produced various albums and shared the profits, which has helped the backer people quite a bit because, sadly, their forest is being felled at a great rate. Here is... Spirit of the Forest.
Well, that brings us to the end of this edition. I hope you've enjoyed it. Please follow up on any links or the music on our Facebook page, Plainly Down a Rabbit Hole, and I'll be seeing you again in two weeks' time. So see you later, and thanks for listening.